I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We'll tear your soul everyone and welcome to podcast of the dead the podcast about all things horror related your favorite podcast to listen to while terraforming your animal crossing island <laughs> we're your hosts i'm zach palmer sitting next to me is isaac wright you all know me i'm scoots mcclendon <laughs> i'm running for pre-seed eight comptroller you know what i say votes for scoots or i'll piss in your boots <laughs> <laughs> thank you scoots <laughs> We really appreciate your messaging. Uh, joining us from the void is Chrissy Beetle. DM the uh, Facebook page for Podcast of the Dead and I'll give you my friend code and you can visit Godzilla. Don't touch my fucking flowers. Though. Oh my God. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, my switch friend code is on my Tinder profile. So if you're lucky enough to find that, uh, among other things, uh, add me, I guess. I don't know. Um <laughs> Yeah, so... Uh, I grow mutt fruit in, in Fallout. I have lots of plants. There is some corn and some yeah, potatoes. Isaac's been playing a lot of <laughs> Fallout Wastelanders, which is the update to Fallout 76, which finally made it yeah. the game that everybody wanted. I'm playing Fallout of. in between sleeping and slowly dying inside. It's <laughs> <laughs> me and Animal Crossing. Yeah. 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 No, I actually... Uh, I, I mentioned that because I actually just unlocked terraforming in Animal Crossing because I had been off Animal Crossing for a good long bit of time, like a week or two, and then I came back on, and then I started getting it again. I was like, oh, now I actually care because I can make the island what I want. Anyway, nice. yeah, it's fun. You know, <laughs> that's what you do in quarantine. You play video games a lot. Uh, people at work like uh, Animal Crossing a lot, or at least at one of the clinics I was at the other day. And um, I'm just like, I'm I'm a nerd. I don't like Animal Crossing. I like Harvest Moon. It's just another way to play chores when you're not thing. at work. But it, Yeah, Harvest Moon <laughs> is in many ways similar. Yeah. But is, I mean, you know, it's the same shit, really. Mm. It's all just time-wasting stuff. Uh, but it's enjoyable time-wasting. True. I have been playing also, I've also been playing through Banjo-Tooie. Uh, again, which yeah. is the uh, sequel to Banjo-Kazooie, if you've never played it. Uh, frustrating game. Uh, but I've played it so much, I can get through it pretty quick now. Hey, Chrissy. Uh, yes. Did we already talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake and how much I hate it? I think we did. <laughs> no, <laughs> can we talk but about it some I was more? buying that for Steven for <laughs> our anniversary, and then the fucker got his trump box and bought it himself. Oh, fuck. I remember you <laughs> saying you were going to do I that. Was, I was mildly mad at him for a while. I'm like, I was getting you that. <laughs> Does he like it? I uh, don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's turned up yet. Ah, uh, gotcha. Oh, he actually got a physical copy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, with his little top <laughs> hat and his, and his cigarette holder and his <laughs> monocle over there. And like, yeah, actually, look at me. I don't actually I'm assuming he's bought the physical because of the fact that he's been talking to me and I haven't been a Final Fantasy VII Remake widow yet. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I... I mean, I don't know. I, I prefer physical copies of games at this point, but... Uh, I just didn't want to go anywhere or wait for it to, like, be mailed to me. Yes. I didn't want either That's of those bad. things. That was why I got the <laughs> uh, the the non, the non digital copy of Animal Crossing, because mm -hmm. I was just Same. like, 
I don't want to have to go anywhere, and it's not at Walmart, and it's not at GameStop, and I don't care to go anywhere else. Exactly. So, yeah. I pre-ordered it from my local from my local um, PC world, and all I had to do was go pick it up after work. Yep, that's the best way to do it. I didn't pre-order it because I didn't have the money at the time. Yeah. Uh, but... I got paid the day it came out, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah. How long do we think currency as an idea is going to last until it collapses? Really quick segue. <laughs> that's, uh, that's an incredibly it's fair down. question. <laughs> well, Oil went negative last week. Oil went negative. So... <laughs> Yeah, that is wild, yeah, my, isn't it? My cousin bought some oil stocks, and he's like, yeah, when this goes back up, I'm going to be fucking minted. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Until that point, let me give you money to put oil somewhere. <laughs> yeah. God. That's wild. Oh, boy. It's a wild time we live in, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, 2020 is a fucking mistake. What do you think the Clorox stocks are? <laughs> <laughs> I bet yeah, honestly, I'm not, gone down. yeah, I'm not sure if they're incredibly high or incredibly low I don't know now. Either, but I mean, you had the demand from just the wipes and cleaning solutions already, but then now people are like using it as an appetizer too. <laughs> so I feel like it's just going up and up and up. <laughs> My favorite drink, yum. <laughs> They're just, they're just actually, they're cutting ices with, with Clorox at this point. They're just, they're just adding it into the machine. Bleach is My an favorite. appetizer. Gin and bleach. Ble- bleach Gin is, and bleach. Yeah. Bleach is an appetizer is like the, the non-existent third Joy Division album or something. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. what Ian Curtis thought of in his dying moment. Yeah. Bleach is an appetizer. Yeah. Sorry, it was a it was a cheap joke, but <laughs> I liked oh, it. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Okay, so we're do- we're doing it again. We're doing <laughs> we're another episode. It. We're doing another episode about Yeti, and I hope you liked the last episode. I actually got a lot of good feedback about the last episode. Uh, y'all seem to like that we were doing cryptid, so that's cool. What uh, stuck with me from our last episode that we did ourselves, but the thing that I kept thinking about was the Yeti is the king of social distancing. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's actually really true. <laughs> I, I've been just thinking about those oil and then the Yeti bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that just pops into your yeah, head like randomly. once once a day just there's oil and then there are bones <laughs> you're just like brushing your teeth in the morning and taking a shower just there's oil and then like, there why, well yes thank you brain there is oil in those bones <laughs> My favorite is when it comes to mind during work, and I'm just, like, trying not to start pissing myself laughing, Yeah, because no. I'm just like, I can't explain this joke to anyone that, if anyone asks why I'm laughing. That's why I love dumb inside jokes. You just yell them at coworkers and give them no context. Yes. I love doing that. It is one of my favorite things to do, yeah. yes. Uh, so, last week... We discovered the long-storied and somewhat strange history of Yeti hunters throughout the years in their attempt to capture any conclusive evidence on the elusive cryptid of Nepal. This week, we will present theories from across the years of what this thing might actually be. All I can say for sure is that none of these theories actually disprove the Yeti in any strong way. By the way, uh, these theories will range from suitably reasonable to the absolutely outrageous. <laughs> but first, let's recap a little bit on what we learned so far. 
So, last week we talked about a lot of mountain guys, uh, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> <That's enjoyable. laughs> uh, we... Uh, we talked about so the big one we talked about was Sir Edmund Hillary. Mm-hmm. He's he's the first guy along with Tenzing Norway to uh, climb Mount Everest, and he was on uh, basically he, he was the World Book Expedition guy who found the Yeti scalp, the fake Yeti scalp, and footprints and all that sort of stuff. Mostly, like we said, it's all footprints, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what a lot of the evidence today is going to be based around is like the footprint evidence and a little bit about the descriptions that we have from like first hand accounts of the Yeti. Um, but uh, what do you remember the most here? That he's a lumbering um, chunk man. <laughs> <laughs> that he had weird, weird feet and they took loads of feet pics. Yeah, that's true. Now, I remember. Yeah, I I have a pretty decent knowledge of the the main people who have brought back samples and stuff like that. Yeah, but, like uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was a, that was a wild one. Yeah, <laughs> that one I like. I said I hadn't read about before. Uh, beforehand, I was like, my oh, stepdad okay. knew that. Oh yeah, really? Yes, yeah, so my stepdad knew that. Yeah, sure. that's, we were dis- that's interesting. We were discussing it at home. <laughs> see, now you can see that I did research sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, my stepdad was like, yeah, it was not really a Yeti part. I'm like, no, the Yeti exists. <laughs> Let me have Snow Daddy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so yeah, you have some uh, smuggling of Yeti parts into the Americas. Uh, you have uh, oil man Tom Slick <laughs> and his expedition. Uh, you have the Barun Valley and all that crazy shit mm. that might be in there. You have that one that's fucking at Walt Disney World or whatever. Right yeah, the now. one that's at Walt Disney World. What was, what was the, the uh, destination the Truth? World I was people. trying to remember the name of the Josh. It was a journalist, right? No, 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 no. That wait, that you're talking about the journalist? Which journalist? The one that brought back the one that the at Walt Disney World. No, that was the destination Truth guy, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. No, yeah. I, Josh. Well, what's of, his name? It's kind yeah. of journalism. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's kind of journalism, journalism adjacent. Way, it's Ghost jur- Adventures is real paranormal. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's yeah, no, it's it's journalism adjacent. You're right. Um, yeah, and then we had um, uh, we had. Uh, I'm going to be talking a lot about N.A. Tambazi in this episode, just because, like, like we said, his account is not necessarily reputable. Uh, but he is one of the earliest ones, and he has the one that's the most different as mm-hmm. far as all accounts are concerned. Uh, but a lot of the time, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about like uh, like Nepalese people and what what their accounts of it were and all that sort of thing. So before we get into anything, I just want to you know dispel maybe some some questions that our audience might have uh, about what we won't cover. So we we probably will not answer the question of whether or not the Yeti speaks a language. We won't answer whether or not he speak good better than English me. And we will probably not answer what the most common name among Yetis are if they give themselves names. But I'm putting my money on Billiam. Billiam? No, my money is just on Glenn. So we already agreed last episode that it's Chad. Uh, Chad I, Yeti. Oh, and he speaks the language of love. Oh, <laughs> Uh, don't they all? Don't they all? Every every cryptid uh, speaks the language of love. They're excellent love makers, and that's why they're so secret. Why do you think? Why do you think me and Mothman are so close? Oh, oh the the mad hot dickings. I imagine. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad my parents. Are to this. Uh, so, 
last week we discussed many types of bears and local animals that were given pos- uh, given as possible explanations to what the Yeti might actually be. Uh, other than uh, a big dong-swinging snow daddy, obviously. Um <laughs> Specifically, uh, Daniel C. Taylor, the naturalist we talked about last episode that ventured into the isolated Barun Valley, wrote much about the Yeti actually being black bears. Uh, Using Eric Shipton's famous footprint photo, he compared it to the footprints of Asian black bears he had taken photos of while studying the valley. He claimed that the bears had opposable thumbs on both the fore and hind legs and could theoretically create um, overprints with the front and back steps creating bipedal-like tracks. On top of this, Asian black bears are known to rather frequently walk on their hind legs only, especially when compared to other species of bears. So, how do these bears compare to descriptions of the Yeti? Well, some things line up, but generally not all. The largest of known Asian black bears, the Usuri black bear, is a bit smaller than the average grizzly bear, with the average Usuris being just over 6 feet tall, or about 190 centimeters. That seems to match up with size description of uh, size descriptions of the Yeti, but there's a lot of problems with this theory. The first is that bears have claws, <laughs> and no known footprints of the Yeti recorded by the main expeditions in the 50s, nor did the Shipton photo give any indication of claws in the footprints, which would certainly show up in snow. Uh... The next problem is that all Asian black bears, especially the Ursuris, have pronounced almost Mickey Mouse-like ears. Uh, even from a distance, this would probably be described in every version of Yeti sightings if it were actually a bear. Lastly, Asian black bears, like most species of bears, are partially arboreal, which means trees are always part of their habitat. And they would have trouble existing in terrain without trees, as they, on average, spend about 15% of their uh, lifetime in trees. The holy grail of Yeti sightings, Mount Everest, has hardly even shrubs around it, with the massive vegetation at the base being mostly tundra grasses. So the main thing that I got from that was... Usury, usuring, that's a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ur- Ursa is uh, Latin for bear. G- yeah, yeah. For, Ursa for major, bear. Ursa minor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's where that comes mm-hmm. from. But yeah, it's uh, but Ursuri is yeah. That's mm. the largest Asian black bear, which means it's the largest bear in the Himalayas okay. that they know of. Big bear. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that it had. Mickey Mouse-like ears. Yes. Huh. In fact, the Asuri has the largest ears, like the most pronounced ears of any of the Asian black bears. Hmm. So you would you would definitely notice the ears on the bear. And that kind of... <laughs> They're about the same size as Prince Charles's. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! <laughs> British bird! <laughs> I see, I, I don't think it could be bears, mostly because of, you know, the scientific evidence about the trees and shit. Right. But bears like their trees. Bears also like... Now, like, a polar bear... Oh, about, I yeah, that's what I was going to say. Polar bears don't have trees. Correct. Like, a polar bear I could see, but, like, a a black bear like that it needs the trees and also... And no... I just don't... I don't feel the bears... See, and I don't yeah. feel it. I don't vibe with and it. And I'm on the opposite end, where I like kind of my theory was it was probably just some some sort of bear. Some yeah, sort of but when you bear. look at the evidence and you really think about it, it's maybe not because mm. because mm. like yeah, you have to think about the the structure of it, and you have to think about the the shapes of the footprints too, because you you think about a bear's footprint and they look 
somewhat yeah. similar to a human hand in that sense, and they have pads and stuff. But they mm. the claws are always going to be in the footprint if you're in snow because snow has depth to it. So mm. even if even if the yeah. the bear has yeah. it like this, where the claws are up, they're still going to dig into the snow. Now, what the people who live near Barun Valley saw might have been bears. Because there's a lot of trees in Byron true. Valley. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Like, what Taylor is saying about the Byron Valley might be true. It might just be bears. But mm. stuff that's seen in the mountains and around Mount Everest, I don't think that's bears. There ain't, there, there ain't bears in them there hills. <laughs> Are, what's the, uh, is there anything that can live at the, at the heights that they record Yeti sightings at? Like, yes, and I'll, I'll get into well. that. But I also have contradictions to the theories about that huh. there are things that live up the saros like we said saros the kind of antelope goat things oh, those, yeah, li- those right. live mm. up in those high elevations uh goats you know of, of all kinds kind of live up in higher elevations uh but have they like adapted to not to deal with the lack of oxygen at higher elevations i suppose so I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, evolutionary-wise, they would have had to. Yeah. I guess. Because that's the one thing that, like, weirded me out about anything that lives up in the mountains is because we can't survive up there. because, Or not for long periods of time. Not easily. Yeah. No. Just because there's such a lack of oxygen. There's a lack of air. Yeah. You know? And so I just, I guess, evolutionary-wise, things have had to well, generally, live up there. Well, generally, the uh, animals that we know that live in the Himalayas stop existing around like 17, 20,000 feet. Oh, and Mount okay. Everest is 29,000 yeah, feet. Yeah, so basically so, it's like they go up there for some fucking reason, but they don't live up there. They come back down for most of the time. They go up there <laughs> to be Yeti food. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a naturalist. Huh. I, I don't know a whole lot about the the... the I guess the behavior of them mm-hmm. of like animals that live up in, in the Himalayas, but definitely bears generally don't live up in higher elevations. And a bear, it feels like it would be very, if we're talking about mountains still, it would be rough for a, an animal, the size and the stature of a bear that like has to maintain that much blood flowing and stuff. It'd be hard for an animal like that to exist at a higher right. elevation. Whereas a goat, I think, is different. It's a little more like a horse where, you know, it can deal with much extreme, more extreme conditions, whereas bears typically thrive in conditions that are more similar to a human, I guess. Yeah, plus they're a bigger animal. Yeah. bigger animal needs more food. Mm-hmm. And, and they wouldn't find it up there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. They would have they would have to stay the Byron Valley is the smartest place to be. Yeah. It like from from a, you know, pure survival standpoint, because it's the most moderate in climate. And it's got the most stuff to eat. So, hmm. like I said, I'm pretty sure what was in the Barun Valley probably bears. Mm-hmm. But in the Himalayas and like in the in the really heavy mountainous re- region, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so the next theory that we're going to cover has to do with monkeys. <laughs> um, Monkey. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so maybe it's not bears. Uh, hard to say for certain, but not likely given the evidence we have right now. Uh, the Yeti has also, uh, well, has always been described as an as ape-like, though. So maybe it's some form of monkey or primate living in the Himalayas, right? Uh, that would certainly explain a more human-like footprint, uh, would certainly uh, better explain a bipedal track, 
of course. Uh, however, the largest known monkey in the Himalayas is the Assam macaque, which is at its largest, no lo- uh, larger than 29 inches tall. Assam macaque. Ha! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Assam macaques <laughs> do vaguely do vaguely fit the description of the Yeti provided by Anna Timbazi, but only if he vastly misjudged the size from where he was. And as we said last episode, we're not even sure if his account is credible. Uh, on top of the lack of large monkeys in the Himalayas, there are also no known species of primates to inhabit the area either, nor in the Barun Valley. So, although in the Barun Valley, they couldn't probably like confirm there were monkeys. Mm, true. No, I'm saying they know that there's monkeys in the Barren <laughs> Valley, but they know there's no primates, like ah. like gorillas or. Oh, there's a distinction between ah. monkeys big and boys. primates. Yes. Oh, okay. I yes. didn't know that. I thought that there were no big boys. Pri- right. I thought that monkeys were primates. Yes. The only thing that you're going to find in this region is going to be uh, macaques, or I think what they're called, langurs. Langurs or something like that. That's the only two types of monkeys that you'll find in this area. Well, if you mm. if you go there with a friend, you'll either find my cocks or your cocks. Ah! <laughs> I'm gonna, the I'm funny gonna... thing is, when I was writing this, I knew that you would make this joke. Unfortunately, I didn't write anything in response. <laughs> uh, also, you're the worst. <laughs> Yeah, again, I'm not vibing with, with, the, with the monkey theory. The, the, the way I've formatted this is most reasonable theories to least reasonable theories. Uh, the bear, the bears seem like the most reasonable theory because that's the mm. thing that matches size, color, mm. stature, all that sort of thing. But even that can be disproven. The monkeys makes less sense. Because, I mean, it doesn't. It seems like they also need trees, no matter yes. what. Primates or monkeys. Bo- both mm. both types of animals tend to like wooded areas, monkeys, to my knowledge. Monkeys I don't, don't know. always need trees. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of monkeys that exist in mountainous regions because they can climb in the rock faces okay. and stuff like yeah. that. They can, climb, they can climb. As long as they got a climbing surface, they're, they're fine. Huh. Um, not all monkeys need trees. Like I said, that's just what I always associate yeah. monkeys and primates cause, with. Because macaques, they can be found from 11,000 to 17,000 feet. So shut up. <laughs> shut, don't. <laughs> You're the worst. I have a feeling they can be found pretty prevalently at ground level, too. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of sea level macaques running around. <laughs> and I, you know, I made sure to look it up that I'm pronouncing it correctly, and that's how you pronounce it. So. Okay, let's go. Yeah, just, no, it, it's fine. There, there are some macaques near, um, like in some zoos around here, and I know, like, whenever like the um, like the keepers, like, are telling people, you know, telling kids what they're called, you always get a snicker from like your dad. <laughs> yeah, some dads like, like, some... or like you can see like the teenagers like trying not to piss themselves, <laughs> just like us. Yeah, oh teenagers are like, there's some cocks near your ass. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It, it just, it's funny. It is funny. It's it is funny. funny. The it, Yeti is a macaque. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a macaque. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, but just so you know, he's not a macaque. 
I'm okay. Uh, okay. Great. Now you, now you ruined Great. it. Great. Get, get <laughs> just, just get out of here. Now you ruined it. Please leave. <laughs> Cut the Skype off. Cut the Skype off right now. Uh, yeah. I, why do they got to name animals funny things? Because <laughs> well, I, I, this is my genuine feeling is that uh, scientists like to make sure that the public knows that they're real people with sense of humors. Like they have yeah. to call everything like a uh, like a uh, cryptidlelian or a uh, scumboliodo, you know. It just has to have some weird Latin name. But then every once in a while, they're like, you know what? Let's make sure that they know that that we fuck too. So they call something <laughs> my, a macaque. <laughs> my uh, my my mate who's uh, getting her like doing her masters and going to be getting her PhD in like biochemistry mm-hmm. and tropical diseases. Said that if she ever discovers like a disease, it's just going to be called Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, no, I'm calling whatever I discover Palpatine. Can, do they? And no one can stop me. Do they enforce copyright restrictions on like scientific nomenclature? Like, could George Lucas come in and be like, so, you can't because... call that Palpatine? <laughs> I don't think so because, like, there have been like the there's the um, David Bowie spider. Ooh, interesting. There's a spider that's like called the David Bowie spider or something. Funny, I, I don't know what it's. I don't know if you all knew this story, but the tail, the end part of the tail, the stegosaurus is called a thagomizer. Okay. Which was actually not named by scientists, but adopted by them. It was named by. Um, a five-year-old child. No, it, it was named cool. by. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was named by some guy who had a, a comic. Uh, a, I think it was like a Bizarro or something like that. Some huh. some like fucking comic. He he like he he had this comic strip where he he had like a, a paleontologist like naming things of the Stegosaurus, and he's like he's like, and that's called the Thagomizer. And scientists then, at that point, realized they didn't have a name for it, so they named it Thagomizer. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, why not? Yeah, like I said, I, I, again, that just that just further plays into my theory that s- scientists just want to let people know sometimes that hey, we're not just robots doing <laughs> science things. We I think things funny too, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. Um, Yeti's probably not a monkey, by the way. Uh, I at least I don't think so. I mean, Escape from Yeti Island doesn't have the same ring to it as Escape from Monkey Island. <laughs> Although slightly more yes. terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh man. Island of Yetis, that, way, that way... That would make those games a horror game. Yeah, 12, 12 Yetis a... would be a different movie entirely. <laughs> that's just, that's a boss fight in Dark Souls. 12 Yetis. <laughs> 12 Yetis. Yetis. <laughs> 12 Yetis. <laughs> Not even like the twelve like dark blood dripping yetis or anything. No, it's just twelve yetis. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just like, you know, sometimes like the walk animations and dark souls are just really fucked. Yeah, yeah. it's just the really fucked walk animation. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we take the Nepalese at their literal word, and we probably should on a lot of instances, uh, and think that the Yeti uh, as maybe an actual wild man that lives in the Himalayas, we have a bit of work ahead of us to prove that. If the Yeti were a man or perhaps even a family of people living in the mountains, they would first of all have to have fairly large, uh, have to be fairly large to fit the footprints that we know of. The Eric Shipton photo shows a footprint roughly 13 inches long. Translated to shoe sizes, that would be a size 17. 
<laughs> in U.S. measurements. Uh, I'm six feet tall, almost exactly, and wear a size 11, for reference. Shaquille O'Neal, who is seven feet uh, one inches tall, wears a size 22. Hmm. Uh, so, now, shoe, shoe size does not always directly correlate to the height of somebody, yeah. but it is normally a good indicator. Uh, if we're using me and check as reference points, this would have to be an individual uh, most definitely over six feet tall, which is entirely possible. But this individual would also have to be over six feet tall and be hundreds of years old, as we know that the lore of the Yeti has existed for a very long time. As stated previously, it would uh, if it could be a family of such people, which is also possible and might explain the more errant descriptions of the Yeti as being much smaller, as, such as in a Tambazi's description. But they would have to live in complete isolation for hundreds of years in one of the hardest environments on the planet where food is incredibly scarce. Not impossible, but very, very difficult. Uh, we have certainly seen such isolation, uh, isolation from tribes in the Amazon, but that's in an environment rich with biodiversity mm. and available resources. So, I don't know. I don't think it's that, but that Mid is a theory. Fucks. We have to go through the theories, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's not enough food. Like, And actually, if we draw the food scarcity equation back to pretty mm. much either bears or monkeys, it makes it... It makes it unlikely that the Yeti exists. <laughs> like food scarcity is your yeah. biggest, like biggest problem now. You yeah. know, now that I think about it. Yeah, your food scarcity is always your biggest problem, but we don't know much. You know, because mm -hmm. I mean, we don't know if there's like some Yeti haven somewhere, or mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe the Yeti Mart. <laughs> yeah, Yeti Mart. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the Yeti eats people. Uh, and <laughs> she, I mean, yeah, like, cause you know, there's a whole lot of like Buddhist, um, monasteries up, uh, up in the mountains and stuff like that. And, you know, the, that's yeah. why they have so many stories about the Yeti cause they encounter the Yeti or the, you know, any sort of thing could happen. Maybe the Yeti lives off of snow. I don't know. I mean, that's a good source of hydration, obviously. Yeah. There's no, there's no shortage to water. So, yeah. so he that's easy bears. to get. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it could actually come down from the tops of the mountain could to eat, get food and then go back up. Could eat bears, could eat sarrows, could eat monkeys. Birds. Birds. People. Yeah. Mm. See, I'm generally sure. the things that we're talking about that live at these elevations are not meat eaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, normally mm. it's like goats and stuff yeah. that can thrive on the, the grasses little bit of vegetation that grows up there because yeah. it's past the tree line. Right. If you get past the tree line, very little vegetation grows exactly. for the same reason that, that yeah. like actual yeah. like Mammals can't thrive right. because there's not enough air for but, it to grow properly. But sarrows so. live up there, and monkeys live up there. Now what's a sarrow? Sarrow. We already talked about what a sarrow is. Remind it's me. The it's the it's the, the, the goat, goat the goat antelope thing. Thank you. I could. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, sounds to me just like another Pokemon. It does. Pretty sure I said that last time too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I I mean, yeah. You do get into an issue of like, if it is real, what is it eating? But. There's a couple of things it could. It's not out of the question. I mean, we could be talking about, since we, we were talking about the Amazon earlier, and we did talk about mm -hmm. how there is a high degree of weird tribes living in isolation in the Amazon rainforest mm -hmm. that have just lived there undisturbed, and then every once in a while some guy, <laughs> like 21st century meets, you know, 14th century or whatever century, like that tribe is living in, and yeah. they're just like, 
Oh, this is awkward. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like all the um, all all those all those Christian missionaries that try to get oh, to that one like oh, tribe, yeah, yeah. that, that kill them immediately, tribe, and then they just kill them. <laughs> yeah, and then people get mad, and it's like, no, they're like a protected tribe. You're not supposed to go there. That country's government has told you, don't go yeah. there. They'll kill you. Yeah, and they still and we go. Ain't gonna do shit about it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah. we're not gonna enforce yeah. laws on <laughs> Aboriginal people. Um, that we told you not to go near. Yep. <laughs> yeah, don't Yeti be fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's... So I guess there is, I guess, evidence that maybe the Yeti is just a member of that tribe who probably, if we're drawing it back to this, they must exist within the Barun Valley. That would be the only it's possible. place. That would be the only place that, yeah. like, a tribe like that could exist. Yeah. The only thing is, the Barun Valley is a lot smaller than the Amazon. Uh, is it? Yeah. The Barun Valley is only about twenty-seven miles long. Oh. So, and the Amazon rainforest is, is most of fucking, Brazil. Yeah, it's fucking gigantically <laughs> yeah. huge. Even the part that's been burned, it's still gigantic. It's you know? the lungs of the planet, in fact. I mean, oh. it is. <laughs> and we gave it life to cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, Bolsonaro gave it cancer. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Another theory presented by some is that the Yeti might actually be the remnants of primitive human species, such as Neanderthals, which would be the closing, uh, closest living examples of human species other than ourselves. There is, of course, also many problems with this theory. <laughs> First of all, Neanderthals have not known to extend into the Himalayas with the farthest southeast of their territory being found in Uzbekistan. Uh, that's not to say that these hypothetical existing remnants couldn't have fled more eastward to avoid the expansion of Homo sapiens, though. Uh, the other problem, though, is that no known Neanderthals found so far have been over six feet tall, with most of them averaging around five foot five inches or just over a meter and a half tall. Uh, once again, this more closely resembles an a Tambazi sighting more than any other one. I'm starting to think that Tambazi's account, if Tambazi's account was real, maybe he just saw him Neanderthal. <laughs> if if that was real. So how late are Neanderthals thought? to have still been in existence or have they ever died uh, we said this a little bit last episode and i was pretty close but i read a little bit more into it about forty thousand years ago i said 50 mm. last episode but it's about 40 so not even not recorded history even not in recorded history okay as i said last episode generally what's what's believed is that they integrated into right. homo sapiens like inter, interbred and so basically they became non-existent mm. So it's not. I mean, they could have. Yeah, I was kind of gonna. And they could have evolved. Yeah, that's where I was gonna go with this. Is like, is it possible there are still individuals or groups of individuals who are more predominantly Neanderthal than Homo sapien, but still a hybrid of the two? Is that a possibility at this point, or have we progressed so far that pretty much? All Neanderthal traces, like those, have been naturally selected out of the gene pool. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, once I again, don't know we about that. Have you seen people in English pubs? <laughs> 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 no. Okay. So actually, I, we also discussed this a little bit last episode. There, scientists have found that some bloodlines have more Neanderthal DNA than most. Um, mm. That 
the bloodline of Ozzy Osbourne has quite a lot of Neanderthal DNA in it. They've actually they they've said that may actually literally be why he's been able to take so many drugs and not die. I swear to God, that is that is one of the theories. <laughs> Ozzy, Ozzy lives through the sheer Neanderthal will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that all rock stars then? Is this, is no, it, is this I mean, Keith I don't Richards know. Too? Like, I, how is I, he still checking? I have not seen this actual study. I don't. I hope it doesn't go into like you know. I, I I hope it's not like sort of like one of those sort of tenuous sorts of studies where it's like, oh yeah, this is kind of science. But I mean that. Like, it would make sense as far as, like, more bloodlines have more Neanderthal DNA in them because okay. of the way everybody interbred right. than any, you know, than other ones. But I don't but, know. Okay, from that study, did it say, like... But that's his bloodline. That's not even him specifically. He has, I mean, he him specifically has more percentage than other people. Is, yes. Did they yeah. give a percentage? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't okay. look that far That's kind into of what I'm wondering. It was like, is it like a large percentage? Like, because like for for forty thousand years being the last one that we know of from fossil data to now, that's a long period of time. And if the percentage is above eighteen, that would baffle me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's a lot of sex that happens in between mm. 40,000 BC yeah. and 2020 AD. That's a fuck ton of fucking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like there's been a lot of traits that have been muted or enhanced over that time. And the Neanderthal. Certainly enhanced in Aussie's case. <laughs> <laughs> but in overall, I guess endurance to psychoactive substances is one of those traits that is deemed positive from neanderthals oh yeah but I yeah i mean you don't think neanderthals were tripping balls of mushrooms <laughs> i bet they were yeah i mean they they, they they didn't know what berries you couldn't couldn't they? <laughs> they were probably definite they were definitely tripping on those like those berries they did write the book on which are poisonous because we die or which are awesome because we get high yeah it's the name of the book by the way <laughs> <laughs> the name of the book uh, I, I don't know. It's, it, that's just one of those. That's the first time I've ever been interested in like genealogy. You know yeah. what I mean? It's thinking about that. Like, yeah. how did primitive pre-Homo sapien primates? I guess is like the is the term that covers all pre-Homo sapien versions of humanity. I guess, yeah. Uh, just pre-Homo sapien mm. primates. Like, how did they integrate which? Like traits became the norm, which traits did not. Like that's fascinating to me on a, yeah. on a weird level. And like I said, I've never really thought about it before. Yeah, I think it's safe. what's more interesting to me to think about is that there was more than one type of human existing at one time, mm -hmm. and it wasn't yeah, there just was like a larger. There was like a group of four or five different types. Yes, there, yeah, there were about four or five different types of humans existing at one time at one point. And you know, uh, which is intriguing. You know that one of them was the one that gave us the compulsive gambler gene, <laughs> and they're the ones that were even at that moment taking bets on which one of them were going to survive. Yeah, yeah, that was the uncle. That's that's the uncle Uncle Jeff tribe is what that one is. <laughs> they're betting on their own existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the Uncle Jeff tribe. Uh, they're all chain smoking all the time. Uh, you know, God. the scotch and water all the time. The theory, the theory of it as well, like the idea that 
just sort of ran across my mind. All those Yetis got to be inbred as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. It's a Tromeo and Juliet situation. That's oh, why no. they look like that, because they're all inbred. <laughs> wow. There, solved it. <laughs> I mean, they could... Call me Zach, call me Zach Bagans, because I know all the mysteries of the world. <laughs> I mean, they could do kidnapping. I know that's dark, but yeah, that's dude, kind of that's dark. It takes it to a dark yes. place, but yeah. Yeti could do kidnapping. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on a shirt. Yeti could do kidnapping. That's it. First bit of podcast of the dead man. It's either it's something related to these two episodes. It's gonna be like there's oil in them. They're Yeti bones, or it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Chad Yeti. With, and it's gonna be a Yeti with like. Sunglasses on. Um, (laughs) So, so in the December 1953 issue of Universe Science Fiction, famed science fiction writer Isaac Asimov published a short story called Everest, in which a man reaches the summit of Mount Everest by airplane and realizes it's actually a Martian outpost, with yetis being a benevolent species from Mars planted on Mount Everest to watch over the human race. This is my favorite one so far. Hilariously (laughs) enough, Isaac wrote this story in April of 1953, one month before Tenzig... Norgay and Sir Edmund Hillary climbed the summit of Mount Everest, and Asimov theorized in that short story that the summit wouldn't be reached for at least seven more years. Damn. So it was published after, seven months after it had already been climbed, and he said, oh, it won't be, it'll be seven more years until they, they climb it. Jeez. <laughs> that must be the most mad. egg on the face, just <laughs> like, like, moment of his life. I don't, that's a, you, I don't think you can be. In, in that sense, I don't think there can be an egg-on-the-face moment for a science fiction writer because you're just theorizing. You, like, a science fiction writer is, by nature, not a scientist. If anything, mm. and this is, just, this is just what I assume, if anything, Isaac Asimov makes a prediction, I bet he's amazed and tickled when he's proven wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's possible. Because, I mean, you say, I don't think that people can get there for seven more years. Some dude does it does it two days, like, after you say that, you're like, oh, shit, this is fucking rad. You know what I mean? Like, that's my, as as an author, as, like, someone who's trying to theorize, like, someone, you know, you have all those pictures of what they thought the future would be like. They have, like, little mirrors that look like cell phones and, like, all all this, like, weird stuff that people theorize that Mm. was going to happen in 2100 that we have now. If those people knew that we got it a lot sooner, they'd be like, that's fucking rad. We're pretty, like legit species if we're doing this this fast you know what i mean Uh, just to let you know by the way i do agree with you in general isaac asimov was a scientist though by the way yes he had a degree in science from columbia but (laughs) (laughs) i don't yeah i mean my my point's still valid i get what you're saying yeah (laughs) i mean he's not an expert in climbing fucking rocks but you know I, I, i would assume that most scientists are the same way they they probably like to be proven wrong in the interest of science, unless their ego is what makes them oh, yeah. big no, into and, science. And, and I, I, Asimov did not generally have a huge ego. Yeah. One of the things he said about Everest, he said, this is a great indicator of why I'm not very good at telling the future. <laughs> this is I'm not good at predicting the future, and this is good proof of yeah. that. Uh, so yeah. I'm just writing these because they're fun. Exactly. And you so know. I feel like that's how most scientists feel. Like, yeah. but, but you know that some dumbass 
just some complete and utter dumbass saw that the fact he'd written it was aliens and was like, nope, aliens, it's true, it's a, <laughs> it's a thing. Yep, no, this man, he is correct. So here's it. Here's everything's it. been fake news ever since. <laughs> like Edmund Hillary yeah. on down, that's all been fake news. Fake news. Everest has never been summited, and it is mo- like inhabited there by aliens. There isn't even a Mount Everest. <laughs> it was, it's a hologram proje- projection by NASA uh, into Matter the Matterhorn. Matterhorn's the only one. Going. Matterhorn's the best. Yeah, but only the Matterhorn oh, in sake. in Disney World. Uh, <laughs> that's the only one that's real. Get that Giorgio guy, ancient aliens, it's all yetis. <laughs> when we started this episode, I was gonna be I wanted to like jump in really fast and be like, can we put the ancient aliens scene somewhere in here? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, let's uh <laughs> let's go real deep theory here. What if the Yetis are like a like a species that aliens planted on on Earth, but they're not like they're not like sentient type like they're not intelligent, they're just kinda like animal type things. And they're if they're just here to test us. <laughs> No. They, they, no, they just dump their pets. <laughs> we're, 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 yeah. we're like the aliens, like, rescue shelter. Yeah, funny. just dump the yetis. Yeah, funny enough, pl- uh, duckbill platypus, also alien pet. I mean, okay, so ancient astronaut theorists <laughs> do contend that it is possible that Earth is just like a giant Petri dish for what works and what doesn't. You mean like that South Park episode? Exactly. <laughs> That is a legitimate ancient ancient astro ancient rot. Yeah, that's fine. A- Astronaut theory. <laughs> that is a genuine theory that they have. Is that right now they're just they're just conducting experiments in the U- Isaac has thought so hard about this that he had a stroke. Uh, he's gone so deep into his own ancient astronaut theory that he's just like I ain't doing act tonight. <laughs> I like spaghetti. <laughs> oh, but no, but no, that's a serious thing. So if, if we extrapolate that into the same nonsense, <laughs> then the Yeti, Bigfoot, Loch Ness, all these things could be experiments by the things that are watching us. They could be, it could be a failed version of of humanity Thus. that is living in a little corner of the world that they decided they picked it up and they put it there because like we're not going to kill it we're going to pre- preserve it in case we ever need that dna we need that knowledge but it didn't win we're sorry interesting dog <laughs> shit but interesting no no it's a dog shit theory but i kind of like the science fiction of it i no i i that's that's kind of cool to think about yeah. like us being like the most su- successful alien well, I mean, I don't know now. Yeah, I was about to say successful, really? Successful in quotations <laughs> and very heavy asterisk in quotations, but... <laughs> Let's take it a step further. With, with some alien kids, like, B-grade science fair <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to take it even one step further than that. I was going to say that we are alien porn hub. <laughs> and that they love watching us. <laughs> and there's infinite content... 
because we're always fucking. <laughs> so it's just, they just keep just taking that content from just us going around doing our thing. And you have so many different variations. You know, you have every country on earth. You have all the subsets of that. So what you're you saying. You have classes. You have. So what you're saying <laughs> is that the aliens are stealing all of the premium porn content and we're getting the leftovers. So even the yeah. buffet, stuff that we think is the best that sex workers have ever come up with, yeah, the stuff they're that, taking it. Yeah, the stuff <laughs> that has actually been produced as porn pales in comparison to that weird, untouched, <laughs> weird, like, pink flamingos area <laughs> of sex that the aliens get to see. The aliens are John, the aliens are John Waters and we are a John Waters movie. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, also, it's also in- incredibly, incredibly awful. Because there's a lot of awful you, stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that the aliens made us? We're, we're, we're some kids' alien hentai. Uh, like, we're some alien kids' version of hentai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, uh, this is now in your brain and you can't forget it. <laughs> we have said it. <laughs> um, it is out there. Uh, we'd now like to use this time to maybe explore some of our own personal theories on what the Yeti might be, other than that bullshit that we just said. Uh, <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna kind of talk out uh, what we already know at this point, and maybe what we don't know. So let's uh, let's think about this here. I mean, other than the, uh, you know it just being like some weird alien experiment. I think, okay, so I think more than anything, I liked your theory about it being maybe, like, a step beyond Neanderthals or, like, some sort of, like, final, like, point for a different, like, subspecies of humans or... The missing link, if if you want to put it in, like, the jargon that has gone around for, for yeah. you know, a lo- really long time. Yeah. And which, I mean, the missing link is kind of a nothing term at this point. Yeah. Because just like that Futurama episode explains is... Every time they think they find the missing link, there's another missing link. Yeah. And they're basically, they're basically just naming every skull they find now is what yeah. it is. And I don't know how valid the idea even is anymore. Yeah. Because it, it was more of a seamless transition than it was like, oh, this is when we stop being monkeys, guys, right here. Like, I don't think that's ever going to be found. Yeah. It's always been a gradient as far as evolution mm-hmm. is concerned. And that's that's why it's always... Difficult to kind of categorize that sort of thing of uh, what's the quintessential missing link? Right. You know, uh, it's Bigfoot. Uh, but <laughs> uh, there was an episode of Moral Laurel with Bigfoot as a missing link. Oh and yeah. they, 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 they were like, no, he's just a hairy man because because obviously it's a, it's a stupid show about Christians. That episode, I mean, no, all those episodes. Every episode of Moral Oral is really depressing. It's not a stupid <laughs> show. It's 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 a dive into like the deepest, darkest heart of one like either former Christian or current Christian that's really, really conflicted. Like it's very upsetting yeah. to watch. And like, oh yeah. I recommend any, everyone watch it, but you won't enjoy it afterwards, and you will hate me for recommending it. Especially <laughs> that last season. Oh, oh god. god. <laughs> yeah. No. Collective oh god. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's rough. Uh, but it's good I if you like the mountain it. goats. Yeah. Uh, I watched that last episode every single Christmas Eve. <laughs> God. I do love the mountain goats. I like to be depressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. Listen to the mountain goats, by the way. If you haven't ever listened to them, they're great. Uh, so, Missing I Link. I want John Daniel to do a song about the Yeti. <laughs> has I'm he sure not already made a Yeti song? Yeti. I mean, I feel like he has. No. 
Yeah. I'm going to tweet him later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do it. Um, missing link thing. Do you, do you, do either of you think that the Yeti and Bigfoot are the same thing? I think they're like cousins, possibly. Like, not of the same thing, but like possibly related. I, especially after all the research we did into the Yeti, I think the Yeti could be something. I think the Yeti could be a thing. From the research that we did, though, it further made me think that Bigfoot is not a thing. <laughs> because of how... I, but, I, I agree with you, too. Because the American ecosystem versus Nepal, really high elevation, blah, blah, blah. The American ecosystem can house some crazy shit. Like, we can have a bunch of stuff. It could be mm. bears. It could be... Giant hairy lizards. It could be like birds that were on the ground for two seconds that someone snapped a picture of <laughs> and just looks like a guy, but then it flew away, and that's why we can't find it again. It could be so many different things because we have such a diverse climate. Like you have mountains, you have forests, you have plains, you have other mountains, you have like coastlines, you have Everglades, you have you know, everything. You have pretty much every climate on Earth in one country because this country is gigantic. In the, in the in the realm of like country size, you know what I mean? Like we're gigantic, right? So it could be any number of things. The only thing about it is that there are some sightings that aren't explained. Yeah, that are definitely not any of the animals that we've categorized already. Yes, and so the one thing that pokes a hole in my theory is that because America is so heavily populated and so mostly hospitable, unlike. You know, Everest. Right. America's mostly hospitable. We know most of the animals that are native here. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So that mm. so that's the only thing that pokes a hole in my theory of yeah, Bigfoot is bullshit, is that we know most everything's here. Right. It's not like in Australia where they had the Tasmanian tiger and then there was like, you know, debate about whether Tasmanian tiger was a real thing or not. And then someone finally was like, Yeah, this country's big and we finally found one. Like, right. you know, after years and years and years, yes. this does exist. We're not crazy. That really can't happen here as much because just we're so explored already. There aren't, I, there aren't any bastions of unexplored technically, territory. I technically agree with you. Yeah. The one thing is, is that the Rocky Mountains is a really huge range. True. Uh, there, It's generally across the part of the country that is not very heavily populated. Idaho, Montana, Colorado, all that sort of stuff. That's all stuff that's not very heavily populated. It's always possible there's something in there that we don't know about. It, that's not where the majority... I, am I wrong? Did I, I thought Bigfoot sightings were primarily in more of the Appalachian range. Am I wrong? Are they? I don't know. I always said it was no, like Oregon, it's Washington. Um, it's, not, it's not in Appalachia. It's mostly like um, Vermont. A lot of really heavily populated Wait, places. Colorado. I always thought it was like, I always thought it was like Washington and Oregon. Uh... Well, you said no, Vermont. Heard, Vermont's, like, a, way in the other of, direction. <laughs> I've heard a couple of, like, some of the cryptid sites I follow say, have said sightings in Vermont, but it's mostly around, sort of, like, Colorado, Oregon. Okay. Like okay. That. So but, that, you know, yeah, so. but you know where, like, I'm sure you know where Vermont is. Yeah, I, I, is. I, I know that <laughs> I've flown over Vermont. Okay. I, know we know, okay. I mean, everyone knows by now that any Vermont Bigfoot sightings are just Bernie Sanders in, in, the, in the woods just raging against not having Medi-Cal for all. We know that. <laughs> we know he's just, I can't stand people not having health care. <laughs> 
That's a good theory. <laughs> no, I mean, but there were Bigfoot sightings literally all over your exactly. country. Exactly. Minus in some areas, like Texas. Yeah. No even though Texas no has, one gives a fuck about Bigfoot here. Get yeah. fucked, Well, Bigfoot. even though Texas does have mountains, but... No one cares. Yeah. No one cares. Texans are not superstitious by nature except Marfa Lights. That's all we care about. That's all we want to give money to is Marfa Lights, Marfa Lights and yeah. possibly Chupacabra if it comes up this way. But <laughs> we want Chupacabra to come up this way so we can kill it with our guns. <laughs> That's what we want. We want to kill the Chupacabra. Oh, wait, I forgot. Jackalopes. Never mind. Never mind, jackalopes. I mean, chupacabra too. <laughs> chupacabra too, in like real, real, real South Texas, because that's technically a, a Mexican yeah. thing. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, but we like again, we want to kill chupacabra. Oh, jackalopes! If are... it comes on this side of the of the border, it's it's in our house. Ja- now. Ja- ja- <laughs> jackalopes are a huge uh, hoax. Exactly. Uh, but, I know, but but Texans love it. Yeah. Texans oh no, love it's great. It's shit. a great hoax. <laughs> but uh, do you think? And this is a serious question. Do you think that? The Yeti is Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, God. <laughs> John Lithgow's been hiding it from us the whole time. <laughs> he's, been, he's been giving him asylum. <laughs> the Yeti asylum. Woo! It's good stuff. Um, do you... This is actually a serious question, sort of. Um, do you think that the Yeti, if like things like the Yeti could exist in a lot of parts of like the Arctic that we haven't ever explored? Arctic or Antarctic? Because like, there's, there's, we haven't gone all over those yeah, places. Yeah, I was going to say, Chrissy, why don't you take this first? Because I have an idea. I have a theory. What do you think? Um, I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's a possibility. Things do exist there, mm. you know. It it could be. Everything about the Yeti is it could. <laughs> there's, there's no definitive. It's just like, hmm, yes, this this could be a thing. Yeah, fuck it. I think there could be a Yeti. Yeti Yeti, Yeti lives in Outpost Thirty One <laughs> from is the thing. Thirty One. Yeah. The Yeti lives in my heart. <laughs> no. I uh, mean, yeah. What I was gonna say is. What I was gonna say is Arctic. I don't think really anything lives in the Arctic. Like, there's nothing special because it's mostly ice. It's mostly like actual ocean. You know what I mean? I think Excuse though, you. Santa lives there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I do think actually there could be a Yeti if you really thought about it in Alaska. Possibly, Alaska's yeah. got a lot of mountains. Alaska's mostly un uncharted. Like, right. well, not uncharted. It's not but, uncharted, like, but it's largely possibly rural Canada as yeah. well. And I was yeah, gonna, yeah. And I'll come back to that. I want to come back to Canada really fast in a moment, but what I was going to say is, Antarctica, though, I have, like, some feelings about, because, both because ancient aliens has indoctrinated my brain with nonsense, um, and they've said that there are, like, pyramids there, and that there are, like, forms, like, rock forms and stuff that look more man-made. I think that possibly Antarctica might have once been populated, and then, you know, the, the climate shift and everything like that over time changed that uh maybe not populated by any kind of sentient life but i think there might have been life there at one point and well there still is life there there are things that live there yeah yeah no i'm I'm talking about more warm weather warm climate life like what we would think of as something that could be a yeti possibly once existed on Antarctica and whether or not there is any truth to stuff being like underground 
is, is something that I've always wondered. I know that's very mm. far fetched, and it's very you know an HG HG Wells time machine. I mean, that's what this section's about. all about. Yeah, but um, mm. I kind of have like a weird segment of my brain that believes, yeah, that could be possible, but I don't know for sure. And I mean, I, I don't dwell too much on it. You know what I mean? It's not the thing that keeps me up at night, but I do believe that, that, that there is more under the ice in Antarctica than we know. And unfortunately we're probably going to find out what's under there pretty quick. Seeing as it's like melting yeah, at an unprecedented sadly. way. Um, rate, sorry. Uh, but the other thing I was going to say about Canada is does, do Canadians believe in Bigfoot? Do they care? Yeah. They do? Okay. Yeah, Canadians do. Okay. I've never heard of, about whether or not they give a fuck or I not. I kind of want to do, we'll probably maybe do a couple episodes on Bigfoot. No, I'd love to do an episode of yeah. Bigfoot, but I will shit all over the concept. Because oh, yeah. I think it's stupid. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's fine. I think Bigfoot's stupid, Yeti is great. I love Yeti. <laughs> I, I'm a Yeti man. Okay? I'm a Yeti man. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, who... I have I have a joke theory. <laughs> okay. Just because I I okay, it's not my theory. And it's not even So Do you know what the Yeti decided to do with, with his career when he grew up? He became a wrestler. Oh god. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean he, he I mean it's it's so, he he changed his look a little. He was dressed more like a mummy, <laughs> but he fought he fought um Hulk Hogan once. <laughs> That's there was a wrestler called the Yeti, and he was dressed like a mummy, and he'd literally in '94 fucking wrestled Hulk Hogan. And that's all I have to say. On that. I, I am was told. I was bloody told to say. <laughs> I am getting some really, uh, some really distinct Sam Raimi Spider-Man vibes from that story. <laughs> like the Yeti comes down from the mountains and like, oh you know, God. he comes to New York and he's like, "Oh God, civilization! What do I do for money?" And he goes to an underground wrestling yeah. ring and he's like, "Yo, Jack, what's your name?" And he's like, "I'm." I'm the Yeti. He's like, Yeti. that's a bad wrestling name. I'm going to call you Abominable Snowman <laughs> in one corner. <laughs> yeah, and then he, he comes outside and his Uncle Jeff has been shot. <laughs> but, but, I mean, my, my actual theory is that it is some sort of, like, evolved human of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just because of the amount, like, the... Just the, the consistent description, yeah, of and just everything, and it's very, very just. They're all so similar, and you can tell I've been at work because my brain is just going d- d- <laughs> with my words. But, but yeah, so no, I my theory is this is some sort of evolved human, and I I generally agree with that theory. I think if it's anything, that's probably what it would be, in my opinion. But okay, yeah. so I have one more thing to say, and hear me out on this one. I, I'm coming back to Alaska because th- think about this for just a moment. Alaska is three times the size of Texas. It's huge. Boo. It is a gigantic fuck that place. State. Texas is the biggest. Texas rocks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alaska has a population of. Just under 350,000 people. It's incredibly small. 
the largest city in Alaska is Juneau. 33,000 people, roughly. So that's the biggest concentration of people. You have a state with the largest concentration of people in it being 33,000 people, and it's three times the size of Texas. There's got to be something in those mountains. Think about it. Come on, man. There's got to be something. Somebody explore Alaska. That's all I'm asking. I mean, it's the same as... That was Siberia. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's kind of the same as Siberia. Really large, untouched wilderness because it's a really inhospitable climate. Uh, Similar to Antarctica. Like, those three regions on Earth are all... Deserts. They're they're the they're the desert that don't they they don't get very much precipitation, but they're frigid deserts. You know, after, and no one wants to go there. You know, after after we we finish this episode, I am going to look up and see if there's like any Inuit lore about like Yetis or like snow monsters or anything like that. That might be the one like untouched thing that we didn't touch on because there has to be. Yeah, there are hundred percent has to be. Yeah, that's got to be. Yeah. yeah, but they'd probably be the best source, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do an addendum yeah. on the next episode. We'll do an addendum. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. this is what we learned about Inuit stuff, because for whatever reason, we forgot the first time. <laughs> but but, <laughs> well, it, it's, but it, it's interesting, yeah, it's not really part of the well, Yeti. it's just we didn't think about yeah, it. Yeah, no, and it's really, you, like, you, you research Yeti, and we did a really good job researching Yeti, and there wasn't anything about North American stuff. It's all right. Himalayas. Yeah. there's No one has really talked about any kind of, like, corollary with the North American, like, uh, this is they have. I wonder... I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, I wonder if any of the North American stuff will come up more with Bigfoot in that sort of sense. Yes. Oh, we'll yeah, maybe so. Kind of yeah. Maybe. Hmm. We'll look into it when maybe we do Bigfoot. <laughs> we'll look into it when yeah. we do Bigfoot. Maybe we'll tie these two, these two this together with the Bigfoot thing. When I get my cousin Stan on the podcast, he'll, <laughs> he'll give you some... He'll, he'll fucking school you on some Bigfoot. As, he lives out in a van in Missouri, and he knows <laughs> his thing, all right? He knows about Bigfoot. He also knows about gigging fish, and he knows about burning leeches off with a Bic lighter, okay? He knows his and, shit. And he knows about not burning... He knows about not burning the flag, y'all. <laughs> and if I can, no, no steppy. <laughs> and if no I can, no steppy on snack. And if I can peel my uncle Jeff off of those slot machines in Reno, we'll get him on the. <laughs> I don't have an uncle Jeff. I'm just joking. I don't have an uncle Stan either, or cousin Stan either. I mean, just like, I mean, every, I feel like everyone has like a crazy family member that. Totally believes in Bigfoot. Like, a hundred percent. That's me. I'm that family. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's us, Isaac. <laughs> We're that family member. Go, in, go into my nephew's fifth birthday party, drunk off my ass, going, y'all know about Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> Who let this American in here? Said one British person to another. <laughs> my family actually complained that I say y'all all the time. <laughs> Good. That's yes. right. Spread it around. Spread it. <laughs> spread. spread it like peanut butter on the sandwich that is Britain. <laughs> <laughs> spread it like you want to spread the Yeti's legs. <laughs> oh, I was going to say cheeks, but you know. You yeah, know. definitely spread them Yeti cheeks. <laughs> Clapping up into the Make mountains. Yeti cheeks clap. <laughs> so, nothing presented in this episode or last week's episode definitively proves anything. That's just facts. But nothing here disproves the existence of the Yeti either. That's the truly frustrating thing. And while we love studying this stuff and would love to learn more, there isn't much more to tell you. 
The Yeti might remain a mystery for the next few generations as far as we know, or it may never be explained. But rather than leave you with a nagging sense that follows the lack of closure, we'll just say that whether the Yeti is real or not, it doesn't matter. Sometimes the best mysteries are left unsolved, and like ghosts, aliens, and other cryptids, the Yeti will continue to intrigue and frustrate us for years to come. Sometimes it's the thought of that the world still has secrets to tell us that keeps us hunting for answers, and that's admittedly the most fun part. That's it! I agree. That's the I, Yeti! I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no. That is the, the lovely Snow Daddy that we all want to clap the cheeks <laughs> and no, that And that's a really good, uh, that's a really good uh, uh, statement, is that like, the, mm. the mysteries are kind of what make life, especially right now, <laughs> that's what makes life interesting. Is, mysteries keep me going. Yeah, no, like mysteries of any kind. Like, I was talking to a coworker about ghosts the other day, and she's like, I don't really believe in ghosts. I feel like it's just energy, and if there's just enough energy in a place, you know, it can manifest itself in weird ways. Yeah. And I'm like, I agree with you, and I think that's a valid theory. But I believe in ghosts, because I like ghosts. That's a good idea. <laughs> Why it's else fucking do you think sweet. I watch so much fucking ghost adventures? <laughs> Yeah. No. Like, that show's fucking full of hacks, but man, the idea that they might catch us on yeah, it for real yeah. is fucking great. And Ancient Aliens, it's just like, yeah, I like this show because I like the idea <laughs> that maybe these nutsos are right. Like, can you imagine if something validated that guy's opinions? Can you imagine oh, like Giorgio, how... Giorgio, what's his name? Yeah, Giorgio... Sarcophagus? <laughs> I don't remember. That's his name. Giorgio Sarcophagus. <laughs> can you know? Can you imagine if an alien came to Earth tomorrow and said, "Hey, this guy's been right the whole time." <laughs> High fived him on national TV and went back upstairs. He would be so fucking smug. His head would explode. <laughs> he would just be there like, "What's he up, would y'all?" Have the biggest <laughs> He would just have the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> he, no, I, and I love, I, I want to see that someday. I've seen a lot of things in my life. Like, yeah. in this generation, as far as millennials, we've seen a lot of really harrowing things. Mm. If, if, if my prayer could ever be answered, I just want that our generation could also be the one to see just some really wackadoo shit happen. Yes. Like, proof of aliens, proof of ghosts, proof of Godzilla, proof of Yeti, anything. If we can just... I will say that the rest of our history so far has been fine if we can get any of those to happen. You know what I, I mean? I want Mothman to do a shit on my car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and him to stand there and, like, point at it. Just you know like, like, take a fun, like, take a video of it. It's just me taking a video of Mothman sitting on, perching on my car and just taking a massive dump. Yeah, no. That's all I need. Yeah, it can totally be a <laughs> negative thing. Like, if aliens come and say, we're invading tomorrow, that would, I would still consider that a win. I would still consider that a Ma- win. <laughs> Mars I, attacks being a Mars attacks being a documentary. Yeah. Than a movie. I I just imagine Mothman on your car <laughs> while you have the the phone the phone pointed at him and he just like turns to you and says, "Hey, what's going on?" He's <laughs> <laughs> just taking a massive hey, baby, what's up? Duke. Yeah. Tried to get the hey, little mama. Can I whisper in your ear? <laughs> tried to get to the right aid, but just couldn't make it. This was the most inviting thing between here and there. Yeah. Funny thing, the Mothman toilet in 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 the Rite Aid is shaped like a car. So I don't know why I made him sound like Bernie Sanders. I don't know why I gave him like the New Jersey, like the gruff New Jersey accent. Like, yeah. hey, how's it going over there? Yeah, I mean, if 
if Glenn Danzig can finally get his Elvis covers album out, anything could fucking happen at this point. True enough. Yeah, we'll True. we'll leave it with that. I think anything can happen at this point. <laughs> anything can happen. <laughs> you just gotta I believe. <laughs> I I welcome like Bigfoot exactly doing a dance number. Yeah. Yes. On national TV. Yes. Oh God. On on Hollywood squares. Oh uh, God. Okay. <laughs> Final thought. The way that Bigfoot makes his presence known is by dancing on the Joker stairs. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Joker maker. That was like his favorite film. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's like, oh shit. He's like, all right. This is a point in human history. This is the pinnacle. Now I'll show myself. We live in a society, and I decided to avoid it. <laughs> and that's it. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, y'all.